turnover BNB is a place where you can find excellent cleaners that know the Airbnb business because we all know that it's one thing to clean a house. It's another thing to clean an Airbnb efficiently. Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Thrive. <laughs> What's up, Micah Man? What up? How you doing, man? Oh, man. You know, hectic as always, but that's how we like it, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What you been up to? Taking over the world? Man, working, hustling, ready to get back on the podcast, promoting, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like but Don... today, whoa, whoa, what episode are we on? We're on episode 97. <sighs> Almost to 100. Almost to 100. But yeah, we now have a special guest. I don't want to mess his name up. I'll let Steve say his <laughs> name because I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> oh, yeah, put me on the spot. We have... <laughs> Asaf Carmen, the CEO and founder of Turnover BNB. Well, it's uh, great to be here, and I uh, really have to applaud you for not butchering my name. Very few people can do that. So, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, it's, it's not my first rodeo, um, Asaf. <laughs> um, well, see, it's awesome to have you here. And I got to admit, I just started using um, Turnover BNB. Mike has been preaching about it for a long time now. And oh, yeah. up until recently, I was, I was down on my hands and knees helping the wife scrub the toilets and hating life. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I managed to fire me and my wife from, the, from that part of the business. And, man, we're just so happy. And thank you so much. If I could shake your hand, I would. It's just it's, it's awesome. Virtual handshake? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> From across the Pacific, let me cross your hand. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, definitely. The, the app, man, it's really changed how I do business. So I, I guess, actually, the first question I guess we had for you was like, how did you come up with the idea of Turnover BNB? You know, j- just like you guys, you know, I was bogged down in the logistics of you know cleaning and restocking and scheduling and texting. That you know, it's, it was impossible to grow. You know, you just take on so much responsibility that you're okay i have got to delegate it and then you find the cleaner but that doesn't mean that you're you know all the coordinating um is taken care of uh so for me as a software engineer that's my background um i always have software in mind as a solution for every problem uh and this one happened to be a problem that i was very intimate with so this is how it started wow so so where were your airbnbs at so uh, in um, in Honolulu, and I was also helping others with um, you know their operations. Oh, nice! So you already lived in you grew you grew up there, or you moved there uh, later in life? No, so I actually uh, grew up in Israel, and then oh. I moved to the East Coast. I lived in New York City in Boston for a while, and then um, it was one really bad winter in Boston, and I was like, okay, gotta get out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> So that that's how I got to uh, Honolulu. Just booked it to Hawaii. That's that's the yeah. dream. That's the dream. It is. That's awesome. And um, so you see, so how many rentals did you have before you just said, "This is enough. I need to I need to build this thing." So I, I didn't have a huge operation. It was like under ten uh, units. It was kind of you know, up and down, uh, but it, it's it's enough to even with with one or two, it's enough to drive you crazy. So, yeah. okay. So that's, exp- that's what's really why I drove it. So explain to us what turnover BNB is. So turnover BNB is a place where you can find excellent cleaners that know the Airbnb business because we all know that it's one thing to clean a house; it's another thing to clean an Airbnb efficiently, right? So we we have a marketplace with a huge network of cleaners that already know what they're doing. And then on top of it, we have the best scheduling and workflow software that's uh, uh, specifically designed for uh, vacation rentals. So you can put in your property details, your property calendar, and we would pull all the reservations and then dispatch them to your cleaners. And you can have 
one cleaner or 10 cleaners and you can have different priorities. You can set different prices for different cleaners for different uh, uh, properties. And we will also pay your cleaners for you. So there's really nothing left for you to do. We have a lot of customers that use Turnover BNB and they never log in because we just do it all for them. <laughs> so they only have to, they only have to do something when you know there's you know something out of the ordinary. But usually we you know we get the reservations, send it to the cleaners. If the reservation change, we notify the cleaner of the change. When the cleaners are done cleaning, we pay them. So you can run your operation in another country. Like recently, I was looking into uh, getting a property in Brazil uh, and just managing it through uh, Turnover BNB. That's awesome. And it's possible. And we have people who do it. We have people who manage uh, properties from a, a different continent. Yeah. I, I, will, awesome. I will speak to how good your app is. You know, we're not getting paid for this. We're going to tell all, the, all of our fans right now, we're not getting paid for this. <laughs> I just like started loving this app right away, and I was like, "Man, you know, that's like the number one questions. The, the question that we get from our fans is, you know, how do I, you know, improve my turnovers, or how do I find a good cleaner? You know, that's that's like, like the, and I and I've been telling them this app has been kicking butt for me, and um, but to show you how good, like you said, you know, it's like it, the awesome scheduling software it does everything, because I, I I was new to it, you know, and and we we. You know, this is full di- full disclosure show, so I'm gonna just go ahead and say it. I don't make you mad or nothing. But when I when I had the cleaner and I, I went, I got to the house. I was like, whoa, this is this is insane how good she cleaned it. You know, she even put like rolled up towels and water bottles. She did like went above and beyond. I was like, this is freaking awesome, and um, spotless clean. And I and I I called her. I was like, you know, thanking her for it. And I was like, so you know, how do we, I want you to be my forever cleaner? <laughs> how does this work <laughs> in the future? Do you want to, you know, I'll, full disclosure, I'll say, do you want to operate outside the apps? So they won't take money from, I don't know, what, you know, not, I'm sure this conversation goes on a lot, a lot. A lot. But anyways, um, she said, um, you know, let's just stay in the app. It's just easier for me, so I'll know when I, my cleanings are. It just keeps everything neat and, you know, nice and, and neat for me. So let's just, just keep doing it like that. When you have one, throw it on there, and, I, and I'll grab it. And I was Wow, she 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 loves it so much. She don't mind you taking a little a little nibble of her money. That's that's pretty. That says a lot. I mean, we, you know, our thing is always to to give value, right? So, one thing is when you bring your own cleaners, we don't get in the way, right? You can work with your own cleaners. We don't take anything. But when you use the cleaners in our network. You're not the only person that we're um, that is giving her uh, gigs through the platform. So the cleaners love it because they get consistent uh, flow of customers. They don't have to deal. They don't have to text with you all, all the time. Everything is in the app, uh, so it makes life of everyone very simple. Very simple. And especially come uh, tax time. This is when it really shines, and I don't know if you've been using it enough to experience a tax time with us. Uh, you have everything documented. Everything is ready to be expensed. Uh, and if you think about you know, just working with random people, usually people don't give you receipts, or even if they do, do you keep them? Uh, with us, it's just like you have a button, export all my receipts from the past year, and everything is just you know, ready to be expensed. That's beautiful. That's what I love about it. <laughs> how long you been using it, Micah? I, I don't know how long exactly, but I know it's at least been six months. I don't think I've been using it since 2018, but it's been six, maybe a little longer. I may have been using it in 2018 because uh, I had a couple of arbitrages I used it on, and that's when I fell in love with it because I was like, man, I ain't got to go downtown. I'm, I don't have to pass off a key. You can get it off the trail. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is perfect. So I love it. A, a nice pro tip is always have, you know, at least two cleaners per property trained, mm-hmm. right? Because the nice, you know, if you really want to make sure that you never have to be like, oh, man, I have to go to that unit and clean it because someone is coming and that, you know, that cleaner is unavailable. You know, people are people, right? Then um, if you always have two cleaners uh, that are trained, if one doesn't, take uh, a project the second one will 
right? So you always have that safety net. Um, and we make it very easy to work with, you know, one to, you know, to 10 um, cleaners, even more than 10, whatever. But I, I only seen people with 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that's a nice pro tip. Always have backup because this is how you'll never be in a position where you have to scramble. And we've all been there, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, big time. Uh, one thing I was going to ask, because like I said, I'm, I'm, a new, I'm a newbie to this. And so what... Um, what happened, I, I had texted her. I was like, okay, I got another, you know, another one coming up. You know, I, she did, because I just started this Airbnb this past month. And so I got the, you know, I got a couple bookings and, and I put her to do one, the first one. And then she did a great job. And I was like, and then another one popped up and I was like, I texted her. Okay, um, so we're going to go through the app. What do I do? Do I just put it on there and then, and then you bid for it? Or how? she goes, yeah, just throw it on there. And then, um. So I threw it on there, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm like, okay, what happens next? She's like, oh, I already grabbed it. I'm like, cause I, I gave her, like, five-star, you know, great review, right? And so when, when that happens, when you give a cleaner, like, a, a, a glowing review, does that cleaner able to just automatically grab it without, you know, without having to bid for it? Or how does that work? So, so they, they bid on the, on the property once, right? So they say, okay, this is a small studio, $50, for example. So every time you get a guest, then they, it generates a project on the checkout, and that project is 50 right? And you can, um, you know, that, that price can be revised, but it's usually the same price always. Uh, there's another option, which is per hour. Uh, it's kind of less popular, but some people do it. So we okay. will measure the time that they're there, and... Um, it would be like, you know, by fractional of minutes. Uh, another pro tip, because <laughs> you just said by the hour. That's one thing I actually suggest people to do. If you're charging $75 on Airbnb for cleaning, and if you can get a cleaner to clean your place for $15 an hour in four hours, you just made $15 off the cleaning. So, and then the rest goes to your cleaner. I, I tell people that too. That's why I've actually I'm going to start using that pay by the hour feature because I, I I like that idea. Yeah, it's most people like the predictability of a fixed price, but mm -hmm. if you have a little bit of an appetite for you know experimentation, uh, that's uh, that's another way to do it. It's it's really up to the cleaner uh, the price that they uh, want to charge. You can always talk to them later. Hey, can we move to a different price structure? Uh, it's very easy to do through the app is to adjust the prices. Sweet. Another cool feature, uh, if you're managing for other people, um, and is to set a different credit card per property. So if you have a customer uh, that you manage uh, proper, the property for, and you want them to pay the, the cleaning fee, then you can put just put their credit card on file for that property, and all the cleanings will be charged to that card. Sweet. Man. That's a good <laughs> so, like this one thing, I guess, I guess we did because that was one question I had. Like, how many users are you guys up to? And like, what are you guys in all major? Are you guys in all major markets now, or are you guys still trying to get there? So we're in. Uh, last time I checked, was sixty six countries. So that's basically everywhere I think worth visiting. At this point, <laughs> um, <laughs> sometimes I like to check out, you know, the, the exotic places where we have customers, mm -hmm. like you know, Bora Bora, or like the Maldives, you know, places mm -hmm. like that. Uh, obviously, Hawaii. Um, but one of the one of the things people really love is that if you have one property, uh, you can use it um, absolutely for free. So that's with. You know, if you use your existing cleaners, uh, you can use the software for free uh, with one property. So we want to make sure that, you know, people just at the beginning of their, um, you know, real estate or property management career can just, you know, get started, get used to it, um, and really love it. And we get a lot of love from the community for that. And this is why we have users really everywhere. And, and after and the first property, how much does it cost? So after the... If you're using our uh, cleaners, um, then it is that property is free. 
uh, if you use your own cleaners, then it's $6 uh, per month per property, which is, I think, very reasonable. Yeah, that's not bad. That's so the amount good. of money it saves you, so <laughs> it comes out to like, you know, 50 cents an hour or something. Oh, wow. Money and time. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, when did y'all start this? Um, what year did y'all start this? So we, we launched in um, 2017. I remember I was, in, um, I was in Tokyo on vacation, and we had launched it uh, the day before. And I was just got like, a notification that we have our first user signed up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're in 66 countries, and you launched two years ago. How did you guys advertise, and how did you grow so fast? Because that's insane growth. We, I mean, people people love it. You know, we we give it away with one property, so it's really like there's really no reason in the world why you wouldn't use it if you only have one property. Uh, if you have more than one property and you have no value for your time, then don't use it. But if you value your time just a little bit, then it's a no-brainer. Uh, we just I, I think it's just a factor of value. You give people something that saves them a lot of time. They tell their friends. And we uh, have spent no money on marketing. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Well, I guess you could thank us because we talk about you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's all because of you guys, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we should have. Hopefully, we they you send the royalty, the royalty checks to uh, Fort Worth, Texas. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I did go crazy because I first started using it. I was, I was like, man, you got to get on turnover B&B. I was, I was going crazy with it. So, yeah. Because didn't you tell – you told your cleaner to get on there too? Yeah, yeah. I've actually onboarded all my cleaners on there. Oh, wow. Ones in different cities. I tell them, hey, get on there. And then it's easy too because you can – when they – like when you get a new booking, right, something gets instant booked, then you can see, hey – I got a notification on my phone. Hey, your cleaner has accepted your new project. I'm like, oh yeah, easy. So that's what I love about it. You Man, know, that's nice. You have multiple cleaners, so if one can't get it, another one can. So, and then it actually encourages the cleaner to go ahead and get on and make sure they can always get it. So it's it's, it's awesome. The, the really once you are on the system a little bit and you, you sort of see how it works, the only times you really have to do something is let's say you get a notification. Hey, you have. A cleaning coming up that no one has accepted. So that's really the only time you step in and say, hmm, you know, do I, do I find another cleaner? Uh, do I do this myself? God forbid. <laughs> you know, uh, so that that's really the only time you need to do something. Uh, then we also alert you um, in case there's something unusual. The cleaners would say there's an issue. They have, a, they have their mobile app, and they'll say, there's an issue, uh, like broken glass or, you know, mm-hmm. toilet flooding or item missing, and then you get a notification issue reported. Um, so it's really about a lot like autopilot, right? The, the, the pilot is there in case something happens, but, you know, the, the, the system just flies the plane 90% of the time. That, and that's our philosophy is autopiloting as much as possible because we know we're all in it really to make it a passive income source. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Do you, one, thing, one thing that, um, that crossed my mind, and um, especially since y'all are big now, you got, you got, you got traction and everything, um, the name, you, you turn over B&B. Did you get like a, a warning letter from Airbnb saying don't use that at the end of <laughs> at the end of your name? Did you get anything like that? No, I mean it's you know they're what they've are known for is the air part. The B and B part was there before, right? So people mm-hmm. were running B and Bs before Airbnb. The reason they named it Airbnb is because you know they they wanted to be associated with the B and B part, which is generic. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, I've been to B and B's before Airbnb was launched, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and and the the thing is, we also do uh, 
platforms that are not Airbnb. So you, if you have a, pl- a property where it's listed on HomeAway and on Airbnb and on, um, you know, some other platforms, you can add uh, the integrations to all of them and we would treat them the same way and create one calendar for you for all of your reservations and all your projects. So we are agnostic to the platform. The majority is Airbnb. Airbnb is a wonderful platform that I think is the easiest uh, to use and I, you know, I really like it. But, you know, get a lot of business from Booking.com, get a lot of business from uh, VRBO as well. Wow. Sweet. So I got to have a personal question for you because, like, you got this awesome company off the ground. Uh, you know, are you still doing software engineer work or do you expand, plan on expanding to other avenues of uh, software that Airbnb hosts may need or how's that going? So we have, so I do a lot um, of, of coding my, every day, not as much mm-hmm. as I used to do. I used to be the only developer. Uh, now we have about 10 developers. So I, but I still do coding. I like it. That's I can't really um, stop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know it's my baby, right? Uh, so um, I'm I'm definitely very much involved in the technical aspect. In terms of our uh, plans for other services, we have a lot of things in the pipe uh, that are coming. One things that I'm I'm um, excited about is uh, we are going to add a feature soon that will help those of us that want to do uh, to help to get more customers to their property management business is to help them with that. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of people on the platform that have, uh, you know, grown their business and we can see that they're doing really well and we want to help them um, find even more customers because we do get a lot of people that ask us hey you know i found great clients through you but do you know any property managers in this area that i can work with and so we've been doing these connections uh, manually um, you know sort of just like as a nice service to our customers uh, but we're going to try and do that um, a little bit uh, more automatically oh okay oh, that's smart that's a smart one what about like um, throw some hand- handyman up there to like if there is an issue you can get a handyman out yeah, there real quick. Yeah, that's definitely in the pipe. That's definitely in the pipe. Wow, one stop shopping. That's awesome. Yeah, just just putting everything on autopilot and and you know reducing up you know your day to day involvement because what is it about property management? It's just communication, right? Mm-hmm. It's just making sure that the right people are in the right place in the right time. So we're there to take a lot of load off your shoulder whose whose idea because this is a really cool idea is the was the bidding process that people get to bid for your job that's that's pretty cool that's pretty unique you know who, who, who did you come up with that or or what yes uh well not me personally we, i mean we have a team here and we thought about this this um problem and we realized that we don't really know what the right price is uh, per uh, property per location, right? So that you can have the exact same property in Honolulu and move it to Texas, I can guarantee it would be a different uh, market price for the cleaning. Uh, so we don't have the capacity to tell what's the right price. We also want to give the cleaners uh, the independence to, to set their own prices and those that really have an excellent reputation should be able to charge more than people that don't have that reputation. Because, you know, if they've served dozens of customers, they've completed hundreds or even thousands of projects, they really know what they're doing. Uh, there should be a little bit of premium uh, that goes with it. So we let people set their own prices and, and work out the, the deal that works for them. One thing that um, that kind of stuck out at me a little bit was like, Okay, I gave I gave my my cleaner like uh, rave reviews, you know, five stars, all that stuff the first time, and she did another great job the second time. But I there was no way for me to rank her the second time. Is that just a one time deal? Yeah, it's it's something that we're looking to also. Um, I guess 
you don't want to see, for example, you know, when you go to Amazon and you look at the product reviews, and if one person put 10, re- 10 reviews in there, it sort of loses its, its meaning a little bit. Yeah. Um, but we might do something that would be sort of an internal feedback. Uh, yeah, that would that, be good. Because so yeah. what if she does a crappy job the second time and like, oh, I'm, I'm still, she's all still got my five star, you know what I'm saying? Not that she yeah. would, but I'm just saying. And I see his point, yeah. And also another thing, um, do, do they rank us? Do they rank us hosts at all? Like this guy's house is always crappy. Don't go clean it, you know what I'm saying? That's that's one more thing that we uh, you, we have to work on. Uh, we don't. We're not sure exactly how that's uh, that's going to play out, but I think it's something that's important for cleaners to know. Uh, so that's something that we're going to work on. Uh, you wouldn't believe the number of things that we have to work on. I mean, <laughs> the it, work the work is never never finished. I remember, you know, when I used to do you know freelance jobs as a software engineer, someone would say, "Hey, you know, I'm going. I have this app idea. How long is it going to take to build it?" And I would always say, forever. It never stops. So you guys launched in 2017. How long did it take you to develop it and launch it, like from development to launch? Like how long did that process take? So we really believe in sort of, you know, the lean methodology of, mm-hmm. you know, when you have something, put it out there. So we really... What we launched with was just a calendar. There's no, there were no, no marketplace, no, uh, no payments. Uh, it was just a calendar that you could share, like a nice calendar that you can share with your cleaners. And then we added checklists, and we added payments, and we added uh, the marketplace, and we've, you know, we're adding more features and making it into a, one cohesive product. But we, you know, we add another layer. Uh, you know, every couple of months. So you just start with something small that gives someone a little value, and then you add more value and more value and more value. Um, like, the, like the old adage, um, ready, fire, aim? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the one thing I love, there's another one that's a pro tip for you guys that, if you, that are going to use it, uh, the, the, the cleaning list that he brought up. The best part, I'm going to tell you how I always utilize it, is I'll go find someone else. After I make a cleaning checklist, I'll go view someone else's, and usually they'll have something on there that you forgot, and it's a great way. Or you can just find one you really, really like and just use it. So, yeah, that's the, that's the best part about it. I love that cleaning checklist. Yeah, that, that's really nice because, you know, there are checklists that people, uh, you know, have been kind enough to share, um, and you can see, wow, there are like 100 items here, but you really need to hit them all <laughs> if you want <laughs> Oh, yeah, I definitely didn't have, you know, clean, like, the refrigerator on my checklist for a long time, right? And so it never got done, right? Or clean the back of, you know, some furniture or something that you'd always miss or, like, the the microwave plate, make sure to wash it. You know, things that you would do, but you can forget also. Then the biggest one I've I seen off someone else's checklist was dust the top of the ceiling fan. That yeah. was a huge one. I was like, oh, I never thought about that. And sure enough, after I seen it, some guests complained about it, so I added it to my list. <laughs> and and another, another feature that we released recently um, that I highly recommend is the guest checkout flow. So are you using this? Yeah, I love it. Because uh, a guest said they were checking out early, and my cleaner got a hold of it. And she would, she'll... The guys that they were checking out at 6 o'clock, she went over there, got it clean at 6 o'clock when they checked out. Yeah, I love that. So that's actually enhanced now. So mm-hmm. we, we give them a URL to go when they check out. And then not only can you know that they check out early, we also ask them for their feedback about their stay. Right? You say, okay, if there were any issues, uh, let, it, let us know. So they... The situation is ideally they'd say everything was great five stars, so then you know that that this is good. But if they say, "Hey, there was some dust on the ceiling fan, the microwave plate was a little dirty, four stars," then you know that uh, they didn't have the best stay. 
Right, so there is opportunity for you to reach out to them and make things right before they they place a you know a review that cannot be removed. That's beautiful. <laughs> so this is sort of a, a protection layer uh, that that gives you a window to make things right before uh, a review is written. A review that matters. That's that's awesome. So you yeah. just add that to your checkout instruction. Please go to this URL and say that you checked out. So it's a very minimalistic uh, flow. It takes one second. All they say is, yes, I'm checking out now. And then we say, how was your stay? And they say, you know, four to five or, you know, one star or two stars. If it's a five, like, great. Enjoy. Come again. If it's less than five, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, let us know. Then you're notified. You get a notification on your phone. And then you can spring to action and, and try and make things right before uh, you get a, a nasty review. And, and this goes, and this review, this, well, this feature goes directly to the guest, right? Yes. That is so bad. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So th- it, it had helped me numerous times from, uh, you know, uh, just people that, you know, they're just like unhappy about something. And, you know, if you can get in front of them and just talk, then, then you usually don't get hit with um, a bad review. Right. That right. is true. Obviously, sometimes, you know, you deserve the bad review and you're going to get it no matter what. But sometimes it's just about making that extra connection just to make people feel better, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, when, when people have that connection with you, they're less likely to give you um, a bad review. That is true. This, this really helps you uh, just focus your attention on the people that are um, at this critical point of just making up their mind. Hmm. That's a cool little yep. add-on right there. I like that. Save the yeah. save the stars. Get the stars. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so much to ask you. I got a whole bunch. <clears throat> Excuse me real quick. Um, you say you have the best cleaners out there. And, and one thing, okay, uh, yeah, like I said, we always dig in here. Um, there's a lot of Airbnb bans and restrictions going on. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Airbnbers out there that, don't want their address easily accessed to the world, you know what I'm saying? And the first thing this the, the app asks you is your address. And, and I actually chimed in. I talked to uh, um, one of, you know, I, I chatted with you on your website, and I was asking him some questions. Uh, who gets this address, and how does it, how do you know someone from, you know, let's say, someone from the city doesn't just hop on to look at people's addresses and pretend they're a cleaner, and then go start, <laughs> yeah, start ratting on people saying, hey, you know, this is a party house, blah, 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 trying to get you shut down. That, and that, so that's what I was asking. How, how do you protect the hosts from getting, you know, getting their information out there to people that aren't actually, you know, so the best the cleaners professional that cleaners. Are, that are bid- bidding, they don't see your address. They see it similar to the way Airbnb does it. Okay. Like you, we draw a circle uh, of like an estimated location. So they don't actually see your address. They could see as granular as the zip code. Um, then once they... Um, they bid and you talk to them and they accept the bid uh, then when projects come they come with an address uh, now not every cleaner from the street can uh, join our marketplace it's actually quite a process so they have to submit uh, an application that has references from other hosts uh, on top of that we uh, we need their bank information we need their uh, photo ID back and front. There's a human being that validates it. Um, and they also sign um, a contract. So this is not just any person uh, from the street. It, it's, there's really a vetting process that we do. That makes sense because, I mean, you're letting people and in, strangers into your house. You know, they better be. 
not just getting on the app yeah. to start robbing people. That that would be the worst uh, plot in the world is to join our app in order to rob people because <laughs> you would be instantly caught, right? <laughs> like we know <laughs> exactly, right? So we know you're, ch- you know, all everything that. The re- we need to know. We have the ID. We have the bank account information, uh, your phone number, your address. It it would be, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be very smart. It'd be it like an, be very it'd smart. be like an Uber dri- driver trying to rob one of their clients. I mean, the, all their yeah, information is there. I mean, they're going to catch them real quick. Yeah. It's like the easiest uh, case to crack. Uh, <laughs> it, it it really wouldn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> And, and we we've done. Um, I should probably know this number, but you know, tens if not hundreds of thousands of projects, uh, and we, there has been no serious issue of any kind. I mean, the worst thing that has happened is um, you know a cleaner took the laundry to clean but then had forgotten to return it. And then we had to call them and ask that they go return it. And they returned it. I mean, that's that's as dramatic as it ever happened. And, and there was really a lot of projects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, a ton of them. Yeah. So it, it's like, it's really thousands every day. And, and, it, it's 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 pretty remarkable because I I was when we just started it, I thought it you know we will have issues and how we will deal with them, but no, it's just you know people want to work and people want services, and we have enough validation in place um, to weed out any you know bad actors, um, and we have a very dedicated uh, support team that is on top of everything. So uh, we have customer service 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Uh, there's always someone on the chat that you can talk to if you have questions. Um, and so far, it's been going great. Now, real quickly on that, because I noticed that they, yeah, the a lot of these companies have these chats, and sometimes you got to wait a long time before you finally get someone, and and it's just like auto responses until they. <laughs> Until they can figure out to put someone on there to answer your question, but y'all, y'all's, uh, I guess you got some little pictures of people that are you're, you're, you're allegedly talking to, and um, but man, no, these, these are real picture. That's the real. real that's what I was gonna ask. Is that the real? Yeah. Is those are the real people talking to you? Yeah, I, it, we found that one of the things that people love the most is having that real person to talk to when they need it, um, and people like to do it over chat think that's the most natural way to people to communicate these days and you know sometimes we might be a little underutilized but i'd rather have that than you know you having to wait a long time uh to, you know to get help because so it's only like four or five little pictures there or, or how many yeah. people that's that's the whole support team yeah and you know we have wow sort of eight hour shifts and they're great and covers, yeah oh, they're yeah. fast they're on it yeah and so um customer service is big with y'all and so i'll ask a question like who does um i I don't know who who inspires you in business or what company or what person you're like wow you know they did it right i want to try to model my company like around what they did or something like that so um one of the the biggest influence that um I've had in my career was a company that I worked at, at in New York City called uh, Conductor, and they are a search engine um, optimization tool uh, that I use uh, in for our company, and and we get really get a lot of value out of it. Um, and for them, there's this mantra of you know customer focused. If you do everything that you can do for your customer and make your customer happy, uh, then you'll succeed. And it, and it's really, you know, a customer-driven mentality is is uh, is what we try to, to practice. So I, I picked it up there. Uh, they're you know a wonderful company. Recently got bought by uh, WeWork. 
another ah, thing I really, really like. Yeah. work all the time. Yeah. I mean, isn't it nice to go there and everything is beautiful and bright and makes you feel like you're a success just, you know, <laughs> just sitting there. Um, so, that, so, yes. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so I, I think I soaked up a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of that customer centric approach over there. Okay. So one thing I did say, um, Oh, because Steve touched on a little bit. He said the legislation's going on in Hawaii because we talk about legislations and laws all the time. How are they going? And have there been any slowdowns in Hawaii, or how is that looking over there? I mean, it's pretty bad. Um, you know, I was I was involved in the process, you know, of trying to to persuade the city council to to tame it down. You know, I've, I wrote some op eds. I went to talk to the council and it seems like there was a lot of pressure there um to be also to do something and I, and they just really signed uh, a law that i think was probably completely drafted at the hotel lobby uh you know lawyers like they probably wrote the whole thing uh, and so it's effectively bans um, any Airbnb outside the resort zone of uh, Waikiki, and um, there's another little one in the North Shore and the one one in the West Side. Um, and I think it's probably the worst uh, law, the Airbnb law in the nation. Like hmm. the San Francisco and New York are are actually better. That's wow. It. Yeah. So I don't think they've actually have done any. Uh, enforcement so far it's been in, in effect for maybe two or three weeks i don't know that anyone got busted yet um but it it's definitely a deterrent and i know a lot of people that have uh that have stopped because you know their properties were outside the resort zone resort zone so um i mean i think the silver lining is that you know we do everything late here in hawaii so um, <laughs> probably most of the cities that have had major political pressure to have done something already have already done it. Uh, so I think we can take comfort in the fact that it's probably um, most of it is behind us. Like mm -hmm. the, you know, uh, the, these sort of uh, laws. Now, is that just in Honolulu, or is that um, uh, Maui? Is that all the islands? No, it's it's just the island of Oahu. So this is a uh, legislation from the city and county of Honolulu. City of County Honolulu uh, is the whole island of Oahu. So Maui has its own laws, and the Big Island has its own laws. Uh, Maui and the Big Island have very big resort zones, so there's still a lot of places to to work, to do Airbnbs. Uh, in in Honolulu, the resort zone is very small. It's just Waikiki. But even outside the resort zones in Maui, you can do it still, or no? I'm, you know, I'm not really uh, an expert on the other islands. Uh, oh, okay. But I know that uh, it's somewhat easier in Maui. Right. Right. Oh, uh, man! It's like cities are just dropping like dominoes. Like yep. the city that I live in, it just got. Well, they they did they came a little bit lenient. They had shut it down. Then they said, "Hey, you can do it in a certain area." Now they're saying you can do it in a certain area, but it has to be a duplex. Then in other areas, you can do it, but it has to be a duplex. So, yeah, it's it's getting tough out there. Yeah, same um, ho hotel lobbyists. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think Honolulu really went way too far on this. Like they, they there is just no leniency or nev not even thought about what's going to happen the implication i think the implication is going to be just a lot of empty expenses how expensive houses that's what's going to happen you have a, you have a lot of beachfront property on the island that you know it's like a three million dollar house uh no lo local family can afford to rent it you know on a regular basis right like a, no one's going to pay ten thousand dollar rent uh, and the owner 
can probably just sustain it just as a vacation home that they come to two or three times a year and it's just going to be empty the rest of the time there'll be no tax money going to the local government uh no revenue going to restaurants tour operators uh cleaning people maintenance people property managers real estate people uh all of that is is just money that was on the table and is not now not on the table and just going to be an empty house yeah that, that's interesting you you hit on the biggest part that's the what people are missing on this is the money that you stop you know you small businesses grow tourism grows it's crazy that they're willing to miss out on all that it you know it, it always comes down to who is better organized and who um has more concentrated resources right so the hotel lobby has a lot of concentrated resources they're better organized they sent out you know the union you know the hotel worker union uh to every city council meeting to every demonstration like here take the day off go make an impact right so <laughs> you know that all the entrepreneurs and, and service providers they're not organized they they can't you know concentrate their effort the way that the the hotels can I think that um that big companies big um big industry saw what what Uber did <laughs> to the taxi industry, and they're like, "Oh crap, we got to get ahead of this faster than the taxi cab the taxi cab industry didn't do nothing, and they just they pretty much they almost died because of uber and so I think uh yeah, the hotels are like, okay, this is getting pretty popular. let's do something about this let's pay off the right no talk to the right people." <laughs> I mean, I, I actually believe there there is room for you know, sensible regulations on this. I totally get if they'll be like, okay, you can only have, you know, properties that are vacation homes, right? They're not lived in. Only, like, secondary properties should be allowed. Uh, right. Maybe only local people can have, uh, you know, a license, right? Because everyone is complaining about money from you know foreigners or people from the mainland um and you're like okay so let's just say let's let people that live here have that opportunity um or maybe just allow it for hosted uh you know units but they were just like no nothing so it's uh i think there's there's other ways to do it and <clears throat> i think there is room for regulation i'm fine with it uh as long as it makes sense i i think in this case it, it doesn't right right but so, you know it's a lot of people ask well how does that affect your business well the answer is that it doesn't really affect our business uh you know well maybe one percent or even less than that of our uh businesses in in the state um and even less than that is in the island of Oahu. So it doesn't really have a material impact on our business. But it's just that we live here. We're part of the community. And, uh, and it's painful for us to see all this opportunity being wasted. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So back to, the, um, back to your company. I was going to ask. Um, what was I going to ask? Okay. Oh, about the short-term rental industry. Do you still consider it the wild, wild west? Is there like big things to come? You know, aside from the bans and legislation, is there like big positive things to come out of this? And um, and do you have any major um, competitors that that are that are fighting for some of the for the the, the turnover portion of it? Yeah, we we, ha we have some competitors. Um, none of them have, um, I think, our focus on automation on making things autopilot. I think they have a different take. Uh, on things, um, they also don't offer the first property for free. Um, and one of the reasons that we have been very successful is that we do that. We let people, like small operations, you know, why don't you get started with it? And then when you're ready to scale, then we'll do it together. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the industry as a whole, I think uh, it is here to stay. I think people have gotten used to it, and they're not going to give up on it. I think what's going to happen, for example, in Oahu, that people are just not going to come to Oahu. Like, if you want to go on a family vacation, um, 
and you know it's like you and your brother and all all the kids you've got like eight ten people you're not going to stay in a hotel it's just ridiculous it's just there's no way to do it mm -hmm. right you're not going to rent out four rooms uh it's you know it's expensive and it, and it's just not as fun and people are just not going to come to oahu they're going to go somewhere else where they can do it mm -hmm. uh, and we recently uh went on vacation with the family uh we didn't even look for hotels because it, it just it's it's not it doesn't make sense to do it so i think the 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 family vacation uh is completely short-term rental. That's the future of it. And you actually see um, companies like Marriott going into vacation rentals because they can see it, right? That's, they, that's they, ironic right there. Yeah, you, you can, they can see that that's, that's the future of it. Also, a lot of business travel. Um, you know, people just need a place to, to rest and they don't want to spend $300 in a major city. Um, and as a business... When you fly out your employees somewhere, like oh, I'm not going to get your room for three hundred dollars a night. Just get a nice Airbnb for you. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> I think what the consumer wants, the consumer gets. So that you cannot, you cannot crush uh, the demand. And people, and you know, and if New York is going to ban it, then people are going to go to New Jersey. And if Oahu is going to ban it, then people are going to go to Maui. Exactly. And, and I think it's it, municipalities are going to come to terms with uh, the fact that that's what people want. And it's okay if they want to have more of that or less of that uh, <coughs> or if they don't want it at all. But um, what people want, people get. And people want that experience, especially in the you know business travel and especially family travel. Right, right. Yeah, and you hit a good point when you said people coming as families. That, that if you get what three hotel rooms, the way they cost them two, three hundred dollars a night up there. Yeah, you can get an Airbnb for three hundred dollars a night and fit everyone. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. You're right, and it and it's just it. People are just not going to come to places that don't have that possibility. Um, it it's just it's a it's a calculus that municipalities are going to have to do well if i don't want family uh vacations here then that's fine i can ban airbnb but if i want to have family vacation then i need to have the kind of supply that families want mm -hmm. and i think airbnb has enabled families to have that nice vacation opportunity that um that wasn't available before it was oh, it was hard to to come by you know i I have still have family in Israel, and sometimes we sort of meet in the middle in, in Europe. And, you know, I bring my kids, and they bring their kids, and we all get, like, a big house somewhere, and always through Airbnb because it's just so easy to do. Here's, uh, speaking on that a little bit, here's one thing, like, I, you know, I have friends that they know I do, like, a little bit of real estate, little, you know, some long-term rentals and some short-term, and they... They are, they always ask me with the short term rentals and the vacation. You know, what um, what happens if there's a recession that's going to come, man? I mean, no one's going to travel anymore. Which to me, that's BS. But um, <laughs> people will travel. I I told them I think it'll actually it might help my business a little bit because they're going to look for ways to travel cheaper if there's like an actual recession. People still want to do something besides just work and have five jobs. Or the, that's not that's not American. The American way. Um, <laughs> they still want to have vacations, but they're going to try to do it on the even, you know, save a little bit more money. They're not going to stay at the Marriott or Hilton anymore. They're going to look for Airbnbs. I think it might benefit us even more. So, yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think you know, uh, recession if we were to come, we'll probably have a dual impact. One will be like an overall uh, sort of softening of of travel, but people are going to be more value driven, and that. Uh, and that, I think, is where we shine. Uh, so it's going to be... It will probably have, like, you know, uh, net out to to keep us at the same level because there's going to be, like, less demand for travel but more demand for value travel. Um, and it probably will have... I mean, you know, even when you have a recession, then you have 
like five percent less, right, or ten percent less. It's not going to be like half, right? Right. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Uh, yeah, and I, I, it's funny you brought that up because uh, I was at a, actually at a workshop about two days ago, and we actually ran the numbers on how was travel affected on the last recession, and it, the travel only went down, I think, 1% per quarter. So people were still moving because that was yeah. my big thing because after I looked at the stock and I'm like, man, if I want to throw more money in Airbnb, what's going to happen if there's a recession? I don't want to be sitting there stuck. So I did. we did a whole, me and two guys, we did a whole research on it. It was only like 1% per quarter. So it dropped a total, I think, 6%. So it wasn't so, too bad. So, so people still travel. Uh but they might change their travel patterns, right? They might, mm -hmm. instead of going far, go close. Instead of staying in a nice hotel, stay in a cheap hotel. Instead of staying at a hotel at all, stay in an Airbnb. Uh, so there's shifting of, I think, you know, where you're vulnerable is if you look uh, sort of high-end, but not extreme high-end. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, extreme high-end, you know, they're millionaires billionaires <laughs> they don't care right but yeah. uh <laughs> but if, if you're talking about sort of like medium to high maybe maybe this will be a little softening there yeah see and that, that's that that is true if you're high end see that's what i was saying because i kind of hopped out of arbitraging instead of instead going towards buying because i think if you buy you kind of have more control over your your mortgage how much you're paying per month if you're paying one thirteen hundred for a one bed one bath if a recession hits, that might be kind of hard to make, you know, because you, you're limited to, what, four guests probably? So I think it depends on what, what kind of unit you have. How, yeah. The effect depends on the time of unit you have. Hope, hopefully we won't have to, we won't have to check our numbers against uh, reality. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I'm, I'm optimistic. I think any negative impacts will be offset by positive impacts. Cool. Um, one thing I always I always like to ask our our guests is um, is to give some give like a tidbit like something that you do different. You know, mostly we we interview people that do Airbnb and stuff like that. But um, what you do different or something unique or advice just just general advice in the in the short term economy or you know or rentals and um, yeah, just just because a lot of people are starting out, you know, they might have be having issues, and um, they need they need some good advice. And since you you know you've done Airbnb before, but I mean, I, business advice. If you'd like to give some like business tips, because obviously y'all are running a successful business, whatever off the top of your head, some advice to our listeners that will help them on their journey in either Airbnb or business in general. I would say don't be afraid to take risks. Right, business is all about taking calculated risks. So, you know, if you're if you're going to go into this, then you're taking risks, right? Because you're taking on a lease or you're buying a property, um, and there is no guaranteed return, right? Like like you say, it could be a recession, could be a problem, um, but you don't get ahead without without taking risks. And it's nice to take them one step at a time. So instead of buying two properties, buy one, see if it pencils out in that neighborhood, then buy another one. Uh, but if you don't take risks, don't get rewards. And, and it doesn't get any, any simpler than that. Great. That's perfect advice. We, like, we love it. And we're going to take yeah. major risks tomorrow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so um asaf where can people find you or or learn more about you know turnover bnb so you can go to turnoverbnb.com um and you can learn all about our product uh you can sign up start using it right away uh should be very easy but if you'd like some hand holding we have our uh, dedicated customer service people around the clock just waiting uh, for your questions uh, and helping you getting started. Um, it just takes a couple of minutes to set up and then you save yourself so much time down the road. And what you do with that time, taking those risks, you know, taking advantage of opportunities is what we're all about. 
is stop doing repetitive tasks that we can do for you mm -hmm. um, and get started doing interesting, rewarding things that only you can do. Great advice. Great and advice. and real quick, Asaf, if you have any of uh, those empty houses in Hawaii, I mean, I'd be I'd be happy to go over there and fill them up. You know, <laughs> with my, me and my family, might be Micah and his family too. <laughs> yeah, what, I, I, so, you know, our team here, we're all about our quality of life here in Hawaii, and we love to, uh, um, you know, ex experience the, the outdoors. And uh, if you guys ever come, and I know you have a property, Mike, then we'll take you out sailing. Oh, okay. Uh, one of our co-founders has a sailboat, and you go out sailing sometimes, and, you know, in the sunset, you feel like, you know, there's no no uh, other place you'd rather be. Oh, oh well. Well, just found our next vacation spot. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, man, this has been a great interview. What, uh, what do you think, Micah? Yeah, it was a good interview. Thank you for being on. I love the app. I've been using it, I think, probably six to eight months, and I'm, I'm in love with it. So I have multiple properties on there. So it's my main source of cleaners. <laughs> so Fantastic. All you fans and listeners, sign up today. It's free, and we're not we're, we're not even pushing nothing. I mean, this just it sells itself. It's it's the it'll change your life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, thank you, Asaf, well, for, a, for hopping it's on. It's a pleasure to be here, and uh, um, let me know if you want to talk more sometime. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. Well, thanks for thanks for hopping on, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Take care. Right, thank you. See you. All right. That was Asaf Carmen for the CEO and founder of Turnover BNB, and that was pretty freaking awesome. Yes, it was, man. That is that's a true entrepreneur. Don't be afraid to take risks. I loved it. I just added him on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw I saw you, you know, because you've been using this um, Turnover BNB for a while. But I saw you. More, it seemed to look like you're more interested in the business side. Like, how the hell did he blow up like that? You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like he that it, to, to be launched in 2017, and in 2019 you're in 66 countries. That that's that's insane growth. Like when you start a business, that that is insane growth, man. Like even look at Airbnb. When they start 2008, mm -hmm. they ain't popped that fast. No. <laughs> uh, that's a f but at the same time they're a pick and shovel of Airbnb, so it probably mm -hmm. was easy for them to pop. Like. I think they're, they're in a perfect market. Like, you know, most people are trying to find cleaners, you know, like, I need a cleaner. And boom, here's an app for it. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's easy. And that's what I um, I heard on a business podcast not too long ago. It was saying you don't always have to find, the, you know, invent the wheel, the next big thing, you know, invent something that ain't there. You can find something that's already there, like Airbnb is already there, already kicking butt, already doing good, and then make something that'll help that process even better. You know, in, yeah. in, in any walk of life, you know what I'm saying? Renting a car, someone, you know, make that process better for people. Make, you know, something that already exists. Just just find a way to make it better, you know, to feel the need. Mm -hmm. and, and he definitely, definitely feel the need because you know, that's the biggest, the biggest problem is the turnovers. Yeah, and the biggest so, thing in business, man, you got to find the void. Find the, you got to, you got to find what, what, what people are going to buy and what they need. Uh, like even with the uh, Turo, you know, you may need somebody to clean your car. I know car cleaning has gone through the roof since Turo's been out there. Because <laughs> think about it, like the regular car companies, they just clean it right there. You know, now you like somebody might be running the thing through a car wash nonstop. You know, but it's just it's just so many things that are coming about just from the share economy. And uh, he touched on it good when he talked about Hawaii. And if you shut down Airbnbs. You, taking a huge chunk of change from everywhere else you know cleaners uh it's just like uh, i was talking to josh one of our podcast guests yesterday and we were talking about uber coming to dallas and i'm like man it's about to create a bunch of jobs you know you're gonna have to build the headquarters you gotta get construction workers then you gotta get the people that come in and work those jobs for uber so man texas don't play man they're getting a lot of business here and, and the funny thing is when you talk about a recession that's when I got comfortable when Uber said they were coming. I'm like, oh, yeah, we ain't about to. Like, we get a recession. We might not hit it getting that hard, man. Texas don't really. I don't think they're about to feel it again. I think everybody else is going to be struggling in Texas. We're going to be having our feet up. Like, we're chilling down and here. Then, and then more people are going to move here and want to buy stuff. Exactly. <laughs> It'll turn into Cali. Well, I don't know if we'll ever turn uh, into Cali. We ain't got yeah. no coast. Yeah.
We got a coast. We got the. No, nah, we, we we got we got an oil coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, that was a great show. It was. Uh, it's also yeah. always awesome hopping on with you and and talking shop, man, and, and meeting interesting, amazing people that are kicking butt in the industry. Yeah, man. Yeah, but uh, catch us at liveletthrive at gmail dot com. Liveletthrive.com. You can follow us on LinkedIn, man. I'm, I'm I'm about to get a bunch of stuff popping off on LinkedIn, man. All our videos up there. We're, we're well. I'm, I'm doing a whole revamp, man. I'm I'm, I'm uh, really big on advertising right now, getting us out there, man. So yeah, Coming catch us, you. follow us, like us, rate us, subscribe to us on YouTube, iTunes, all that good stuff. We're gonna have more good guests coming for you. And keep living, letting, and thriving. Thriving. <laughs> thriving. <laughs> All right, y'all. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.